Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. We're starting a brand new series today. It is, it, it is called, This is Our Story. This is our story. And we're going to start this series, and today's I'm kind of introducing it a little bit, but I, I do want to let you know what we're going to do, and I'll tell you why in just a second. We're actually going to sync up children's ministry, middle school ministry, student, high school student ministry, and us are all going to sync up on the same stories and the same message. I'm going to be taking, and, and by the way, how long will this series last? Normally a series lasts about four weeks, six weeks sometimes if it's a long one. This series, we've planned it all the way. We've got six months already planned. I can tell you what I'm going to be preaching six months from now. We're going to go back to the story of the Old Testament, and we're going to start walking our way through, not every story, but the big ones, the big ones that you need to know. And there's a couple of reasons why. One is just some anecdotal evidence of talking to people and ministering to people of our congregation and saying, you know, like in the Bible when Abraham and somebody go, I don't know that story. And then, hey, you know, in the Bible when Moses let, I'm not familiar with that story. Everybody look right here. We are in a post-Christian society now. There are many people who did not grow up How many of you grew up in a Sunday school or in catechism class or you grew up learning some of the stories? One of our uh, uh, middle school teachers said he was sharing a story with one of his students that said, you know, the Pope. And the child said back, what's a Pope? That's the world that we now live in. And you're going to go, well, why is it important to know the stories? I'm glad you asked. We live in a culture now where you're watching the ramifications of what's happening. And here's how you'll see it. You'll see the fruit of a post-Christian world. You'll you'll put people in a position where they'll start, I'm going to call it self-identifying, self-creating. You'll see it being, you'll see the fruit of it being played out in, in gender I'm going to identify as a male or female, and you may be the opposite. You'll see it play itself out in uh, race. You'll see it play itself out. You'll even see it play itself out in, in political alliances. Even in the Christian church, people will be more loyal to a party than they will be to the word of God. Did you hear what I just said? Just so you'll know, this is free by the way, Heidi and I are not affiliated with either party. Neither one. Not loyal to either one of them. And you go, why? Because I'd rather be in a position to speak truth. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. I'd rather speak truth to you. And it has nothing to do with party. Are y'all tracking with me? Some of you think Jesus was a Republican. I got news for you. He was not. Well, does that mean he was a Democrat? No, he was neither. Trust me. Neither. 
And I, I want, we, we want to be, our alliance needs to be the truth. This is real quiet up in here. Our alliance needs to be the truth. And so here's what I want you to hear. If you don't know, the story, the stories, you're, who you are, Dr. Ray said it. By the way, that was awesome, Dr. Ray. You talk about self-identifying, self-creating. In order to come up with who you are, and Dr. Ray said it, who are we? Why are we here? You'll have to, you'll have to destruct God in order to create you. Who you are is not found or created by looking forward. Who you are is discovered. It's not created, it's discovered. And you discover it by looking backwards and knowing your story. And so today, we're going to begin this new series called This Is Our Story. And here's what I want you to know. Here's what we're going to do each week. Each week, in fact, if I could put it on the board for you. I'm just introducing it today. We're really rolling next week. Can I put the uh, questions and all of that on the board? And this is what we'll do every week. If you want to grab your phone right now, go ahead and grab your phone. Put it up after this in church. I don't want you up on Facebook. We're, we're, going, we're going to give you, uh, and next week we'll full screen it. I don't know. Y'all may be able to full screen it in the back. I don't know if you can so it gets bigger. After, at, these are the, some questions after, out of this study today. You can take it to your small group. You can sit with your family over dinner because your children are going to be learning the same thing. And that you can start talking to your children about it. Everybody look right here. It's not William and Elizabeth and Shana's responsibility to raise your children. It's yours. Our job is just to assist you and to help you. I'm going to show you. So after today's message, here's some great discussion questions for you. You can talk with your family, your small group, take a picture of it. And you see this at the bottom, it says this week's Bible reading, Genesis chapter 1 through 3. You can start reading that in advance. So when you come to church, you already read through it. And that's what I'll be preaching on next week. Everybody track it with me? Say, this is good, Pastor You. So you get excited. So did y'all take a picture of it? I didn't see you with your phone. Take your phone out right now and take a picture of that screen. I'm looking everywhere. Right now, take a picture. Thank you, thank you. I see those phones. If y'all need me in it, I'll smile right here. <laughs> Genesis 1 through 3, we'll begin reading that. Let, let, me, let me take you to the scripture. Let me, let me show you what... Let me show you what God instituted. This is free, by the way. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look what, look what the Lord says to Israel. Dude, yeah, you got us? You guys got it? We only get one service, so all our mess-ups are in the, in the service. Watch this. Listen, O Israel. Listen, O our Savior's church. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. This is Old Testament. Jesus will reaffirm this in the New Testament. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving to you today. Repeat them again and again to your... Watch what happens. And then he goes on to say, look, talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road. And when you're 
going to bed. And when you're, he, he's just saying, keep telling your kids the stories. If you don't tell them the story of where they're from, they will one day recreate who they are. The enemy will come in. This world will try to tell them who they are. Instagram will try to tell them who they are. Facebook will try to tell them who they are. You gotta tell them your story. And I'm gonna help you with that. Well, I'm gonna tell you the story so you can tell your children. Remind them of who they are. Tie, the, tie it to your hands, wear it on your forehead as a reminder. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. We're going to help you do just that. Can I get it? Amen. Remember, your identity is not discovered in the future, but it's found in your history. So I want to begin today by starting with our story. In order to do that, we have to go back to the very beginning. We have to go back to Genesis chapter 1 beginning at verse 1. Are y'all ready to go? All right, good. Here, oh, let me challenge you in this too. Get a Bible. Uh, if, you, if you don't know what translation to get, I would suggest the NLT, New Living Translation. I'll be reading from that today. Uh, yeah, and you had, how many, you got a bookmark on your way in? Uh, let's stay in the Bible reading with us as we go along through this first six months, and hopefully we'll, we'll add another six months before we get to the end. So, uh, bring a notebook, write, study, learn, grow. Let's go to Genesis 1, and I'll, I'll read through it, and uh, when it's yellow, you say it with me. Ready? In the beginning, God created. I love this, there is a beginning, uh, a new season, uh, we're coming to a brand new season. 2021 is in our rearview mirror. Can I get a shout to the Lord? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 2022 is here. It's a new beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was, this is important, the earth was formless. It was empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I'll, I'll come back to that in a little bit. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Uh, then he separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, making the very first day. Verse 6, then God said, let there be a space between waters to separate the waters of the heavens and the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. What happened was, God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky, and an evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Verse 9, then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water sea. God saw that it was. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. Any, any, anybody plant here, your, 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 your garden people? 
And so you can plant something that's got a seed in it and you can take the seed out and it replants itself over and over, reproducing after its own kind. And this is what happened. And the land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, trees, fruit. These seeds produce plants and the trees of same kind. And God saw that it was. Oh, it's so good. I, I don't know about you, but I picture this almost like God just painting a picture. Just, you know, you can picture, if you would, this is how I picture it. This is just me. I don't know if this is how it happened, but I almost picture like a big easel and God getting up and. That's good. That's good. That's just so good. And then he'd rest, and the next day he'd get up, he'd do it all over again. And so we, we watch it. What verse am I on? 13. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God's let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made the two great lights, the larger one, the sun, to govern the day, and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from darkness, and God saw that it was. Did you know the scripture also says what Dr. Ray was saying, is, everything he says, spot on. I mean, even when he got down into, how many, he got down into stuff you had no clue to what he was talking about. I can't even pronounce half the stuff that he said, but I went, mm, that's good. <laughs> Did you know that the scripture says that God actually measured out the universes with the breath of his hand? So he measured it. He actually said, I want it to be this big. I don't know what the breadth of, I don't know how many inches that is. It depends on the size of your hand. But he just went, wow. And, and, and then you start thinking, David wrote it, but I think an angel said it. What is man that you are mindful of him? Why do you even consider man? Why do you even think about look, the ma magnitude of what he's done? The wonder of our God. Verse 20, then God said, let the water swarm with fish and other life. Let the sky be filled with birds of every kind. So God created sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And if you're a duck hunter, it is good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply. Let the fish fill the sea. Let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And this is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humans beings human beings in our image in our image let us create them in our image to be like us they will reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky we got any fishermen sakale how many of you like to reign over sakale 
Some of you up in here think you're the king of Sakalei. He, he, he told us to do it. Let, let, let you reign over it. Let it, it it's, your to man, it's yours to manage. Reign over it. Fill the earth. Reign over the fish, the birds, and all the animals that scurry on the ground. And God said, look, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit, trees for the food. I've given every plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened and then God looked over all that he made and he saw that it was no it ain't not good very good I, I think I, I this is how I pictured because it's a letter sermon another time but Jesus and the Holy Spirit has always been with God so I think when he got down to the end he's he it's, that's good. That's very good. And I can see him looking over at Jesus and the Holy Spirit and them going, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's very good. And, and, and I can see it. Evening passed and the morning came and then there was the sixth day. Okay, everybody look right here. I, I really, I've got notes, but I really would just like to go raw and real. Okay, everybody look right here. Creation is the king of stories. It, it, there are, I talked with Dr. Scott about this this morning, and we, we just, there are two camps in Christianity, two big camps, and there's all kinds of other hypotheses and ideas. There is the literal camp that says God create each one of those days is actually a 24-hour period. There's that camp with some very smart people that believe that. There are some others that are very smart Christian who, people who love God that say, no, each day was a period of time. It could be, and some some some. Say, you know, the scripture says a thousand years is to the Lord as a day, as a day and a day is a thousand years to the Lord. And, and they think maybe it was a thousand year period. Here's the point. And I don't, want you, I don't want you to get stumble on any of those points. Here's what I want you to hear. God could have created all of the earth in one day. He could have done it in one second. He could have done it in one minute. Whether it was 24 hours or a period of time each day, it really doesn't matter. When God speaks, things happen. Listen, stay with me. He doesn't even need anything to create something. You and I are going to create something. We got to have material. We need something to create something. If Heidi says, I want you, well, I can't create anything. But anyway, if, she, if I could, if she said, build this, I'd say, well, I have to have material. God doesn't even need material. He can create, it, there's a Latin word for it. It's called ex nihilo, which means out of nothing. He can create something, and he just speaks the word. By the way, I have a theory on why the universe continues to expand. I have a theory, because when God said, let there be light, <coughs> excuse me, woo, his voice continues to reverberate, and it's continuing to create off of what he said thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and years ago. God of wonder. And here's what I want you to hear. If you, ha if you stumble on creation, you're going to stumble on all the stories. I'm taking you back 
to the beginning where it all began. Are y'all with me? So you, you, you gotta, I don't really care if it took two minutes, 20, each day was two minutes or each day was 2,000 years. It really does not matter to me. What I do know is I serve a God that can create out of nothing. He spoke it into existence and it's happened. And now we're here today as a testimony of that story. I'm going to show you something in the end. So I don't want you to get, I love what the old preacher said. If you, if you translate all the way to Jesus and Jesus going into the graveyard where Lazarus had died and been buried and he walks into the graveyard to a dead man and says, Lazarus, come forth. Well, the old preacher, and he rose from the dead. The old preacher would say the reason why he said Lazarus, come forth, because if he would have just said, come forth, then the, all the grave would have come up because he can, okay, so if God can create, and I'm going to talk about this chaos, right? You, let, let me take you back to Genesis 1, 1 through 3, if I can put that back on, Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. The earth was formless. It was without form. Dr. Ray and I did not uh, talk about what he was going to say. Formless. But Dr. Ray said, God creates form and then he fills it. He creates a form. He takes things that are formless and he gives it form. And when he gives it form, then he fills it. So I want you to see the beginning. It was formless. Then we know also that it was empty and we also know that it was it was dark formless empty dark but i want to draw you something else into the next line and the spirit of god was hovering over the surface over it over the formless the empty and the dark the holy spirit was hovering over it and you go, why is that important? Because, let, me, let me tell you what formless is. Formless is when you say things like this, what am I doing? Where am I going? What is my purpose? I have no direction and I have no plan. It's, I want you to see that God can take formlessness, chaos. He's not far from chaos. Anybody got any chaos in their life right now? 20, you got some chaos. If you lived through 2021, which you did, or you wouldn't be here, unless you were born the last eight days, we got some chaos. And what the Holy Spirit wants you to know is he's not far from chaos. He's actually near to chaos. So if it's formless, and you might be formless here right now going, man, that's exactly where I'm at. I have no plan. I have no thought. Where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I here? And then he also says, Empty. Empty. You ever been empty? What, what is empty? What is it really? It, well, I'll give you the definition. It means nothing satisfies. Nothing satisfies you. And so you'll, you'll exchange things. You'll exchange sex for love, bottle for joy, money for significance, toke for peace, 
Oh, I'm talking to some of you in the room. I know it. I smelt it on you when I hugged you. Why, why? Because we're, we're all... I don't even want to go. Darkness. Do I need to talk about darkness? All of us have experienced darkness. In the last season we've been in, darkness is depression, anxiety, fear, pain. What going to happen? What are we going to do? Where is it going? Economy. We're all walking through this, and this is what the Holy Spirit wants all of us to know. He's not far from you. He's actually near to you that he's hovering over the midst of it. He's actually hovering close to what we're walking through. God's getting ready to create. No, you didn't hear me. Why are we walking through this? Because God is getting ready to create something. Something new is going to come out of it. Well, how long? You ever wonder? God, God messes with me all the time. I always think, I know what God's going to do. Can I be honest with you? My track record is zero for a thousand. I never know what God is going to do. And then there's times where you think you know when he's going to do it. He has never done one thing when I wanted him to do it. Anybody tracking with me? It's just like, he never does it when I want him to. And so you keep, I keep going through the same thing. I know y'all never do this. I keep, I keep repeating the same thing. I know what God's going to do. Oh, I know he's going to do it. He's going to miss a real good eye. He's going to do it now. He's going to do it. And he never does it. Can I help you? Give it up. <laughs> just give it up and just go, you know what, man? God created heavens and earth. I mean, it's form. It's empty. It's dark. Good. It's a great opportunity for God to move. He's going to do it when, when, how, what he wants to do. But when he creates form, he's going to fill it. He will fill it. He doesn't need something to make something. He can make something out of your chaos. You, somebody needs to hear that today. He can take your chaos and make something beautiful out of it. He can put a form to it. Form. You, you, if you're here today and you've been born again, you've experienced this. You were formless, empty, dark. The Holy Spirit was near you. You don't even know how you made it home that night from the club. You made it, you, you, checked, your, you checked your driveway to make sure your car was there the next day. You didn't know how you got it. Oh, come on, I'm talking to you. You didn't know how you got there. You spent half the night puking under the por into the porcelain. You, you go, I'll never do this again, I swear. Remember? Next Friday night, there you are again, backing it up. <clears throat> and then God spoke. Do you remember when he spoke? It came, it came through, it came through, it might have come through a vessel, it could have been a preacher, you could, somebody could have drug you to church. God spoke, a light, the light came, and you went, whoa, and separated light and dark. It just separated, you went, you went oh my gosh, uh, uh, whoa, whoa, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? He, he, he separated light and dark, and, and then you acknowledged him. You're like, oh, that's, that's the way. 
That's the way. And, he, and then, he, then he created form, right? He said, you're going you're gonna to start going to church. That's a form. You're going you're gonna to get in a small group. That's a form. He just gives you the form. And then the Holy Spirit feels it. I'm going to start reading my word. In fact, I'm going to read through. I'm going to get my little thing. And I'm going I'm to read ahead of past you. In fact, some of you might, might need to email me. You might got some good stuff for me to preach on Sunday. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go, I'm going to fast. I'm going I'm to at least create a form so that God can come. The Holy Spirit can fill it up and do something new that he's never done in any of our lives. Listen to me. Yeah. Pastor Jim the other day, and I'm just, this is raw and real. Pastor Jim the other day said, I don't, it was here. Do you remember? And he says this. I just want to highlight it. He said, uh, this isn't convulsions we're walking through as a nation, as a world. It's contractions. Convulsions lead to death. That they're sick. It's sick and it's going to lead to death. It's pain for no, it's pain to death. But this is not convulsions that our culture and world is walking through. It's actually contractions. Come on, mama. You were willing to go through the pain because you knew something was going to be birthed out of it that you wanted to love. And so that's what we're walking through. We're just going through the contractions. Are y'all tracking with me today? And so I want you, I want you to hear this, and then, and then Vic's going to come and, and help me. It's going to take me a while to land this. Here's, here's why this is important. Adam and Eve. We, uh, we, we, we tried to figure out, we don't know much about Heidi's family line, history. I've always asked her, like, what are you? I mean, that hair, it's like, where, where did it come from? I mean, what's the, the, the origins? It's like the eighth wonder of the world. And, and, and I think Heidi would be okay with me saying this, and if she's not, we don't have another service to correct it. So, But sweet Peggy, who does Heidi's hair, like, she doesn't know what to do with it. She's like, I, I've never seen this before. So we're on this search. Like, where are you from? Remember in college, baby, we had mission, one of our friends became a missionary in, kind of in Eastern Europe, Republic of Georgia. And he, like, sent an email going, Heidi, I found where you're from. <laughs> so not only us but like the world is going what, what if our little girl said Miss Heidi what is you <laughs> I know we've been on this search going what is she where is she from I mean her, her family I call them Bubbaville they're from Bubbaville and, and it just doesn't make sense so I mean, we're trying to figure out Republic of Georgia. So the kids, our kids, got one of those things, those Ancestry, or 23andMe. You know, you spit in it, and you send it away. Have y'all ever done that? You're like, where am I from? You know, spit in it, you send it. 
And they do the saliva thing, and then they come back, and then they list. And I don't even remember what the hell they said. It's like Eastern Europe, and part of her's from Eastern Europe, the other part's from London or Great Britain, and the other part, she's from all over. I mean, it's just like, what? And then her and her sister, we got on this Ancestry.com. Her and her sister went on. They started logging in and f tracking all the people. And, you know, these old pictures come back. And then they can't find any. And then it kind of, the, 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 the case goes cold, right? We're just going, where is she from? We don't know. And then, I don't know, if you've ever thought about you, you go, well, where am I from? I mean, like, where are you from? Well, it's interesting and I told, maybe I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you where she's from. I'm going I'm to save all of you some money and some time. Because it's money and time to try to find out that you're from all over the world. You're from Adam. You're from Eve. You, you can trace it back to a country in Africa or Europe or Britain, you can trace it. But you're only going back so far. The case goes cold. The trail ends and you can't figure out where else you're from because there was somebody before them. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. I, I, I did a little research, which means I Googled it. <laughs> Our DNA structures, which you heard Dr. Dr. Ray go, you know, go the, the particles, the subparticles, then you get to the genome, the DNA structures. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> Look, did you know that our DNA structure, our genome patterns, which is, they go, okay, we're going to get down to the bottom of this. We're going to get down to the genome structure, the DNA of every single individual. The 7 billion people in all of the world. And they get down to the genomes, and they look at it, and the DNA structure, we have a strand. You've seen that little thing? Like, it's got the strand. Do you know the, the amount of differences between my genome structure and your genome structure? The DNA how much of it is alike and how much of it makes us so different and so unique? Well, here's the same. You ready? 99.9% of our genome structure is identical. Yeah. Which means... See that person on the left of you that you don't know? That's your cousin. Now look to the right. Look to the other side, to the people you didn't want to look at. That's your cousin. This is one big family reunion. Ninety-nine point nine, not not ninety-eight, not ninety-nine, and we have one percent difference. No, ninety-nine point nine. So we're talking about point one difference. Well, I, I'm talking to Dr. Scott about it. He goes, "Oh, well, Pastor Eugene, that's not the latest study." 
And I went, oh. Well, what's the latest soda? He goes, oh, no, there's, a, there's another. And he named him, and Dr. Ray would probably know what, I, what, he, what he said. I didn't even know what he said. There is a microbiologist, neurologist, neuroscientist who's come up with this new theory that the scientific community all ran to 99.9, and this is what they said. Oh, we all come from a group of people out of Africa. And everybody went, oh, well, that must be, yeah, so this is where we are. And this guy has turned it over on his head, this, this new guy. This new guy comes and says, it's not 99.9. He goes, not? Oh, here we go. Here's the differences. He goes, no, it's 99.96 that only 0.04 of us is different. Now turn to your cousin and say, we're more alike than I thought. And here's where this, here's, here's what this scientist said. He figured it, he said, and he's, 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 he's causing a storm right now. This is a non-Christian. He goes, my findings find that we all come from a pair. A man and a woman, and we all come from them. This is our story, that every one of us come from the very same place and the very same pair. We are the same. Oh, no, 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 see, now, now, now. See, you got, you got to tell your children the story. Because who they identify as is not something you create. It's in your story. Wait a minute. Israel is on this. Heidi and I have been to, into Israel. We, we've been, Leviticus, we talked about, this is why God would say, I want you to have the feast of trumpets. This is why I want you to have the, the, the feast of Pentecost. This is why I want you to have the Passover. This is why I want you to have, because he knew, he put them in so that every time they would go, children, gather around, we're having a celebration. What are we celebrating? Oh, we're celebrating the Passover. This is where God led us out of Israel, I mean, out of Egypt into the promised land, the land that we now hold. It's given them a sense of identity and who they are. If not, you'll put your children in a position they'll have to create their own identity. They'll come up with who I am, what gender I am, what's my sexuality, where am I, you know, I I've just got to figure it all out myself. You don't have to figure it out. You just got to keep telling the story. When you get up, when you lay down, take that orange Bible and say, get in here, kids. We reading Genesis 1 through 3 because Pastor you going to beat us over the head with it next week. It's in the story. Okay, now, now recognize what the enemy would want to do. Look at me. He wants to take the point zero four and tell you we're all different. 
He, 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 wants to, he wants to bring that out and say, oh, no, 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 no. We ain't all the same. No, no, we're all different. We are, listen, I know why God gave the point zero four. Because what if we were all like 100? We wouldn't have Zydeco. I need some Zydeco. Zydeco make you happy. Now, don't listen to the words because it's trash, but the music. I went into Go Bears this morning to get a coffee. I walk up and they got that Zydeco cranking so loud. They go, New Orleans, <laughs> Lafayette. <laughs> it just makes you. I said, I'm ready to preach now. I got me some Zydeco. How many of you think? How many of y'all like Zydeco? You like Zydeco music? Yeah. Little, 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 little squeeze box, little chanky chang, just over and over again. Same thing. He, God just said, no, we got to have a little spice. Get a little Tonys up on there. Just put a little Tonys up on there. If you're from Bill Platt, slap your mama. I'm sorry, I didn't. I see my Tony people up there. <laughs> but I see my Bill Platt people over here. <laughs> Why? What's, what's God doing? What's he doing? He wants to remind us of our identity. Watch this. I'm going to show you in coming weeks. This is just an introduction. I'm going to show you in coming weeks that, yes, we all come. Our flesh comes from Adam and Eve, the pair. I don't know what color they were. Look at me. I don't care what color they were. I don't care. We all come from Adam and Eve. And I'm going to show you because that's, that's, that's the world that God created. But watch this. But inside of the people... He is going to choose a people. Inside of all the people, the seven billion, he's going to call a people inside the people to himself and said, those are mine. And you'll see Abraham come up and God said, I'm going to begin a nation of people with you. A nation within a nation of people. I'm going to call them forth. And because you're sitting here today, you're a part of that people, the people inside the people for his sake. Watch this. Everybody tracking with me so far? And then Jesus is going to come along. Jesus. Watch what, watch what the scripture says. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5.17 if anyone is in Christ, he is a, ah, do you see what happens? The new creation, the old is gone, and the new is here. Look at me right here. Formless? Are you formless? Are you empty? Are you here? You're just gone. It's dark. Jesus will come in and break the curse of Adam. We'll talk about next week. 
and you can be a part of the people inside the people. And we can become his family through Jesus Christ. What a God. Can we just take a moment and thank him? Thank you, amazing God. Thank you for your incredible grace that you would love us. Thank you, Father, that you would create us that even before the foundations of the world, you knew every single one of us. You knew our propensity, our weakness, our flesh patterns. You knew our sin, our faults, our craziness, our stupidness, our whatever, our weaknesses. You knew all of it. And yet you chose to give us breath and live here on this earth and not to leave us formless, empty, and dark. And that you would send a savior on a rescue mission. The very son you created, that you took off, you left the throne, put on an earth suit, and came here yourself to represent who you really are in Jesus. That we could commit our lives to Jesus and you would give us form. And if you gave us form, you would feel it. And so maybe you're here today. Christians, would you just pray right now? Maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Christ. Never realized the chaos was because of our own sinfulness. Thank you, Adam. It was because of, of, of Adam and Eve. But Father, we can become a part of another nation, another people that you came to reverse the curse by forgiving us of all of our sins, wiping them all away, remembering none of them ever, ever again. And it's found in you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on a cross, to sacrifice his life, to pay for our sin. This is our story. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I'm ready. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom or enter the kingdom until you've been born again. You can't see it or enter it. You can't be a part of this family until you've been born again. And God wants you to know today that he loves you. He created the heavens and the earth even to send Jesus to die on a cross before any of it ever came to be. This is our story. And today he's inviting you to be born again. That Holy Spirit's hovering over and saying, today you can come out of the chaos. I'll create something new in you. And maybe today I want to pray with you. you say, Pastor Eugene, that's me. How do you do it? It's easy as ABC. Admit it. Admit you're a sinner. We've all sinned. Be, believe then that creation and that Jesus died on the cross to save you. And see, confess him as Lord. Make him the boss. Surrender your life to him. If that's you today, I want to pray with you right now. Would you just lift your hand up all over the room? Christians, you're praying. No one's looking. Thank you. I see your hands all over. All over the room. I see them. Congregation, can we pray together with each one today? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me, so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin to be born again. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise for that?